Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Sample Hour. I'm your host, at Drew Sample, on Twitter. I don't know why I always introduce myself with an at symbol in front of it. I guess I just want you all to follow me on Twitter in a very bad way. Um, today's guest is Mr. Tom Big Al Schreider. Um, I came across Big Al um, in my early 20s when I was still in network marketing. And um, the reason why I wanted to have him on, um, number one is... Because he's he's you can learn a ton from him, like uh, Big Al. Um, he's got a lot of wisdom when it comes to network marketing, and I think in business and just sales and communication skills in general. And um, even if you don't want to do network marketing, you can definitely learn a ton from Big Al. Um, I mean, I I've applied a lot of things I learned from Big Al in my life, and it's helped me out quite a bit. Um, so go to his website. Check him out. It's BigAlBooks.com or FortuneNow.com. You can also like him on Facebook. Um, on his Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash backslash, whatever, the slash that you use in a web browser. Um, Bit or Tom Big Al Schreider. So, and Schreider is spelled S C H R E I T E R. So check him out. He's got some really good books um, on um, on network marketing. But like I said, there's a lot of stuff that you can apply um, across the board. So check him out. Support Big Al. Um, and I hope you guys really enjoy this show. Thank you so much again for listening. Please, oh, before I forget, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, go to inspireddisordercollective.com. Um, check out Ray Taylor's art so you can actually support the podcast by if you were going to buy any of Ray Taylor's art and you liked it, if you put in the code name sample, you actually get, um, you, I'll get some contribution. So um, anyways, guys, if you have any guests you would like to have me get on or you just would like to communicate with me, you can always like the sample hour on Twitter. Um, also or on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash the sample hour. Or follow us on Twitter. It's at the Sample Hour, um, and uh, yeah, just reach out to us or to me. So reach out to me, guys. And and uh, last thing, um, it's not really a last thing, but something else. I am now going to co-host with Nathan Fraser um, once a month on Live Free FM. So we're gonna try to do the fourth Sunday of every single month. Guess what, guys? this sunday so today which is the 20 i think it's the 22nd i don't even know what day it is today's sunday so um but anyway so you can go to uh if you just google search live free fm um you'll see nathan fraser's website he's been on the show a couple times so uh big shout out to nathan and um yeah guys enjoy the show
right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour. Um, today's guest, I'm kind of switching it up. Um, this gentleman, uh, back in my younger days of being in network marketing, um, this man's books and tapes and, and other content that he's put out there really kind of helped me, uh, I would say, develop who I am just, I think, as like a professional, but also like kind of, uh, you know, I, I think his information helps you be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, would you think that's fair to say, Big Al? I would say, uh, yeah, it's uh, stay within our comfort zone. How's that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, for you guys, for those of you that don't know who he is, um, definitely check out his stuff. Um, but uh, Big Al, I want I wanted to have you on today. Um, and, and actually, for anybody that doesn't know who he is, go to his website. It's uh, um, What's your website again, Big Al? It's, it's fortunenow.com? Yeah, fortunenow.com or bigalreport.com or bigalbooks.com. Yes. Yeah, it's all over the internet. Absolutely, absolutely. And definitely check out his books. Uh, he's got a Facebook page um, for a fan page. Like his page on Facebook. Um, and, uh, and everything else, uh, I mean, we're, I'll, I'll put more plugs in the, in the notes. And also I'll, I'll do an introduction before this. Just because he's got a lot of content, you guys definitely need to listen. But yeah, thanks for coming on today, Big Al. I really, I really appreciate it. I uh, like we were just saying before. I, I got a chance. I was following, um, I was following your your just your work um, when I was in uh, a couple different network marketing companies back in my early twenties. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really. So so one thing I think for people that don't know, I think a lot of people have kind of. A, a bad attitude when they look at network marketing just because a lot of people, in my opinion, don't, I mean, there's plenty of ways to be successful in a business, but I think, you know, one thing that I always liked was you, you did it in a good way. You did it in a way where it wasn't you, the, what, what you preach, your message is not, you know, let's, let's do something. It's, it's not really like a greasy feeling. You don't feel uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's very much so like just, you know, have fun and kind of own it. And, um, and that always really helped me even when I, I went into sales. And I, uh, so when I was in network marketing, I was like, well, I'm going to be in sales too. And uh, I was working in mall kiosks and, and for selling phones and, and just different techniques and stuff that you said really helped me. But um, more importantly, like I wanted to kind of have you on to tell your story. Like I, I uh, have a big passion for entrepreneurship and, and I think, you know, it, you know, network marketing, I don't, I don't think is for everybody, but I think it is for a lot of people. And I think that um, it's a great way to just get your, even if you don't, if, you, if you're not successful, and I think it's a great way to develop entrepreneurial skills and, and, and you can make a lot of money doing it and you learn a lot about yourself. Um, and uh, so if you don't mind, like, so how did you become Big Al? Like I know before you were an engineer, but so, so if you don't mind, so, so start off like from where you kind of got started in network marketing and, and what you were doing before. Well, before I was doing uh, mathematical things, and that's not so good. Uh, that's not a very good people type skill. So I was doing math, and there was nowhere to go on that except moving paper from one side of the desk to another. And guess what? I found out that after leaving school, you only get two weeks holiday every year. And I quickly figured out by the time I figured, uh, visited my parents, my life would be over. So 
I said, I, I got to do something else. And I thought about uh, becoming an entrepreneur or a business person or looking for a part-time business. And what I didn't realize then, what I realize now, is uh, I had no idea what an entrepreneur was. And I saw a really good definition of entrepreneurship uh, just a couple weeks ago. And the definition is entrepreneurs are people who solve a problem at a profit. So we just solve problems for other people at a profit. And the way I look at problems is, well, there's no reason for business to exist unless there's problems. If you have a restaurant and people never got hungry, uh, that'd be a bad business. And if people never got sick, I don't think I want to sell vitamins. And if people never wrinkled, I don't want to sell skincare. Uh, the bottom line is we have to solve people's problems. And we can do it at a profit and make everybody happy, and that's entrepreneurship. And if I would have known that 43 years ago, I would have had a lot better start. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so you were, so I mean, pretty much. I mean, so you're just ha- you wanted your time. So you didn't, you knew you didn't own your time. So then you you got started in um, in entrepreneurship. You got you kind of got on that. And then, um, so what? So what kind of happened from there? So how did you how did you come across network marketing? And how did you? Um, so what what kind of led you to there? So you you found your your kind of like your pain to push you forward. So what, what ultimately led you to, um, like, who, who first kind of approached you or introduced you to it? Well, back then, uh, the word entrepreneur hadn't quite been invented yet or wasn't very much in use. So what happened to me was I just uh, realized, number one, I need some more money. My wife told me so. Okay, cool. So as you were saying, your wife said you need – and real quick, for everybody that doesn't know this – Tom is actually in Asia right now, and it's uh, it's ten 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 oh three in the morning, and uh, we'll we'll get into why he's in Asia later on. But so your wife your wife tells you you need more money, and I said, well, I'll get a part time job, but why not a part time business? Because with a part time business, there would be a light at the end of the tunnel. So I said, okay. I saw this ad, you know, part time business, come down to an opportunity meeting. Saturday morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, basement of a shopping center, 150 anti-government, communist, hippie, weirdos jumping up and down, talking about strange things falling out of their colon. It was weird. <laughs> so at the uh, end of three hours, I stayed for the whole three hours. There's armed guards at the door. You can leave. So at the end of three hours, I uh, walked out and said, well, not for me. And this guy stopped me. And he said, hey, are you the person that answered my ad? And I'm thinking, yeah, but how does he know that I answered his ad out of 150 people in that room? And, of course, the answer was I was the only guest. Everybody (laughs) else was already distributors. So that's how I got started, and that meeting was terrible. And there is a lesson here that our presentation has nothing to do with the business. Is that three-hour information presentation, testimonial, hype, uh, maybe you say no. So I said, I've been here all three hours. I listened to it. It's not for me. And he said this. 
He gave me a, a technique which is called word picture, which is one of the 25 skills. And he used a little 30-second word picture on me. And at the end, I said, so how do I join? Here's the lesson. Three hours, information, testimonials, hype, whatever. My answer is no. 30 seconds of trained words. My answer is yes. So the lesson, of course, is we can get people to make an instant and immediate decision with just a few words in less than 30 seconds, and there's the lesson right in front of me. And do you think I uh, observed that lesson? Heavens no. I went out and I gave 90-minute fact-filled presentations for the first year and 10 months, ruining people, leaving dead bodies everywhere I went. <laughs> so that's... Uh, Sometimes the lessons are given to you, and you just fail to see it, and boy, I had no clue what's going on. But, so that's how I got started, just that little ad in the paper. And for everybody listening, if you have a presentation book, 3D flip chart, your video, your testimonials, your research report, my doctor can beat up your doctor, the company founder walks on water when it's frozen, does magic card tricks, uh, all the stuff doesn't really matter. That's not network marketing. That's just, I don't know, filler because maybe we're bored with conversation. But that's not our business. So that's how I got started. So, yeah. So so lesson learned. So for people that aren't familiar with network marketing either, um, if you haven't been invited and had, uh, had a presenter just kill all the dead bodies and, and everything else like that, um, that I mean, that's 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 – that still happens today, and that could be your taste of what you think network marketing is. And um, but it's it, just like what you said. So so you you found out that you know that's you know it was the sequence of words. It was words words placed co- correctly, a simple conversation, um, and you still went off. You, you did your own thing. So when when did you finally like? So how long did it take you to realize that you know this isn't this isn't working? Well, after a year and 10 months, my wife said, hey, dear, I'm pregnant with child number two. How's your business coming along? (laughs) (laughs) So I had to tell her the truth. I told her it's consistent, and uh, she's pretty unhappy with that one. So I had no distributors, no customers. So there comes a time in our life where we have to suck it up and get, I guess, more than serious, and this is my time. And we have to make a decision if we're going to learn how to do this business or if we're just going to stand on the outside sort of faking it. You know, well, I've been on the outside sort of faking it, going to meetings and placing ads and doing presentations, but I really didn't know what's going on. So here's what happened. I said, all right, everything I've tried hasn't worked. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. And I went to a little course in Minneapolis, Minnesota in winter, froze my butt for three days. And In this little course, they took me aside during the break and said, hey, do other people in your business make checks? I said, yeah, but you're making no check. I said, yeah. And they say, do they have the same business you do? I said, yeah. Same compensation plan? Yeah. Same products? Yeah. Same territory? Yeah. Same economy? Yeah. Same weather? Here is the deal. What they pointed out to me that changed my life was the people that were making huge bonus checks in seconds or minutes a day. And me, that was making no bonus check, no matter how hard I work, every waking hour away from my family, 
everything was exactly the same except one little thing. What was that? Uh, and everything was exactly the same except one little thing. The only thing was when they talked to the exact same people, they used different words. They just changed the words around a little bit. And I'm thinking, are you telling me that if I just change a couple words around that it's ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching all the way to the bank? And they said, yeah, yeah. I said, really? And they said, yeah. Well, my mom didn't drop me on my head. I said, I'll just stand next to the people that are making big money, listen to the words they say, try some of them. And 60 days later, I had a full-time income just by changing the order of a few words. And when I tell that story to people, they sort of don't get it. They say, come on, really? That's the only thing that changed? Says, yeah, my attitude was always good. I was motivated. I just wanted to do it. I just was saying the wrong words. And I say, let me give you an example so it's crystal clear. So can I give uh, the listeners two quick examples of changing words? Oh, Tom, this is, this is all your time. You do what you want to do, sir. All right. So the uh, example number one is I go to a party to get a date. And I go up to the ladies and say, how old are you? How much do you weigh? Are those your real teeth? What color do you dye your hair? How much makeup do you need in the morning? Oh, you're not pregnant? Well, Drew, how many dates do you think I'm going to be getting? Uh, I don't think you're going to be getting any dates if you act like that. That's for sure. So I go home and I call up my sponsor. I said, hey, sponsor, I went to a party. No prospects there. I mean, some of those ladies said they don't even like men. So please, please, please help me find a new party where I can find some good prospects. Well, what's going to happen at the new party? Well, same thing. Because I'm saying the same words. But think about this. Is it possible for somebody to go to the original party and get a date? Absolutely. Yeah, they just changed their words, said something different. And that's the first example. So I was blaming everybody for being unmotivated, being stupid, not getting it, being sales resistant, worried about being a pyramid, having no money, too good to be true. I was blaming everything except the cause, which was me using the wrong words. So here's the second example to show how easy it is to change words. Um, if, I'm on a, if I'm on a date, I say to the lady, when I look in your eyes, time stands still. Or I can say, your face would stop a clock. Now, I'm sure there's going to be two different responses. But I've described the exact same incident. But just by changing a couple words how I describe it, my results come from zero all the way up to probably pretty positive. Yeah. And when you and I get started in network marketing, because we don't know the right words or sequences, we're out there saying your face would stop a clock. And after they say no, we say, let me find a new person to ruin. And let me find some new prospects. Let me get some hot leads to ruin so I can say the wrong words to them. It's just so wrong. So the problem is not finding the right prospects. Hey, we, they're all pre-sold. We're just killing them left and right. Yeah. Uh, can I give another example, Drew? Absolutely. Please do. So I go to the restaurant to uh, over to Denny's restaurant, and I s sit at the counter. I s the waitress comes up. She says, what would you like to order? And I said, well, hamburger, french fries, macaroni and cheese, baked potato, mashed potatoes, side salad, Greek salad, 
maybe a side order of beans, apple pie, cherry pie, chocolate cake, and a Diet Coke. She brings my order. I leave the restaurant and say, man, there's no prospects in this town. Everybody here is so negative. Nobody wants to do anything. However, you go to the exact same restaurant. You sit right next to me. The exact same waitress comes up, and she says the exact same words. What would you like to order? And you say, are you married to your job, or are you open-minded? And she says, what? You say, are you married to your job, or are you open-minded? She says, well, of course I'm open-minded. I don't want to be a waitress here all my life. What's it all about? And you say, well, I can't talk to you now. I mean, gosh, you know, you're, you're at work. Well, when can you talk to me? Here's my cell phone number. I have a break coming up in 15 minutes. I can follow you out to your car. When can we talk? And you leave the restaurant saying, I can't even have a meal without people constantly bugging me, saying, please, please, please give me a presentation. Tell me about your business. And the difference was just the words we said. And in that case, are you married to your job or are you open-minded? That's ten and a half words. Ten and a half words separated you from massive success in your networking business for me with, I don't know, pits of mankind suffering, can't make the car payment, and being frustrated that nobody's interested. So the words make the difference. It's not about finding good people to ruin. It's about saying good words that makes almost everybody become a prospect and a customer or a distributor. So that's kind of the lesson I learned from it. That's pretty awesome. So how did you like, so what, so you started like um, building, you know, building your business, being successful, you get, you walk away from your job. How, so how did you be like, how did you start um, naturally? Because like one thing that you do that um, is really a lot different than um, a lot of other, a lot of other leaders in that, in that industry is like you, you started the mentor me for free or I'll mentor you for free. And, uh, and I think, you know, you, you have all your books and, and all your, um, all your, all your CD series and everything. So how did you, how did you go from, you know, just, just doing network marketing to saying, you know what, I just want to help everybody that's in this business versus I just want to help people that are directly in, um, that are directly working with me. Like what kind of, was that just kind of always who you were as a person or? Well, back in the early seventies, that's a long time ago, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I wrote, I wrote a little newsletter for my group every month, and people saw that and said, hey, that's really good, a lot of great tips. And for those who don't know me, I'm, I'm pretty much a nerd. I'm not the most social person. But I just wrote the newsletter, and they said, well, could you just make it a little bit more generic, take out the name of the company, and we all could use it. I said, sure, I'll, get, you know, I'll make it up and send them copies, and they would photocopy it and send it to their downline. And um, in return, whenever they had a good idea, they would tell me also. So that's how it started, and I've been doing it ever since. That if I do a newsletter, I just make it generic so anybody can use it because we're all in the same industry, network marketing, or the same profession. And I said, it doesn't matter what company you're with. If you talk to people good, you're going to have good results, or if you talk to them bad, you're going to have bad results. So as long as you're talking, why not talk good? And here's some words you can say to make it a little bit easier. So that's how it started. And then they said – there's this nerd, he's pretty much personality-free, charisma, bypass, socially challenged, that's uh, doing pretty well in network marketing, 
And he didn't do it on good looks and charisma. He just uh, had some pretty cool words to say. Now, if you're a nerd like me with no social life, you have plenty of time to think about these things. So whenever somebody would tell me no, I would just rewind the tape of my mind and say, hey, uh, so what I say before this that caused him to say no or yes? And over time, I said, all right, here's a bunch of things if we say they say yes, and here's a bunch of things we say if we want them to say no. That's not rocket surgery. It's not hard. And people say, well, could you uh, come and speak and teach our group? And I said, well, have you heard me speak? And they said, yeah, you're terrible. <laughs> but uh, we don't care how good of a speaker you are. We just want to know the words you say. So I'd come and I'd say, if you say these words, here's what happens. And people said, that's great. And then they'd invite me other places and then all over the world. And um, it's been kind of the story of my life that uh, I get all these really cool free holidays by going and helping people all over the world, which is hey, kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I can be everywhere, but now we have the internet, which is back then we didn't even have a fax machine or touch tone <laughs> on a phone. But now with the internet, I put up a site called Big Out Books. So I rewrote all the books, kind of update them from 40 years ago and put them on bigoutbooks.com. So people in Malaysia or people in Kazakhstan or wherever can go in, you know, for four or five bucks download a book to their computer and read how to do stuff. So that's been kind of fun. And and then that caused me to go to more places. And I don't know, right now I'm in Asia, and then I think I'm grabbing a flight to Iceland early tomorrow morning. So I get to travel a lot, which I like to do, which is one of my motivations when I got started, which is just see the world. And it wasn't all about the money, but, hey, the money's good too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and something else I think is really cool is just like uh... – you know, you and your son, like your son's in the in doing network marketing with you, and it, it's cool to see pictures of the two of you traveling together and stuff like that. And I think, um, I think it, it it's just like, uh, I think, you, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, let me let me let me try to speak English here, Big Al. Um, I just think it's really inspiring. I think you you know what you say is inspiring in in any business venture, even if it's not network marketing. I think you know you're your message goes across many different mediums, if that makes sense. Yeah, and my son does network marketing because his father did network marketing. It's kind of inherited. <laughs> you know, if I uh, had a restaurant, it would seem normal for him to do a restaurant yeah. when it's out of the ordinary. Absolutely. And because I did network marketing, it seems very normal for him to do network marketing because it's been around all his life but for somebody whose father or mother own a restaurant to do network marketing that sounds a little bit weird so he has a little bit of advantage there that it just seems natural yeah yeah i i could see that i still think it's cool though because you don't always see you know people growing up in like it's in a family business and want to continue doing the family business if you know what i mean i think it's so i i think it's i think it's pretty cool though um so 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 you're traveling all over the world. Um, what do you? So when when did you really start to kind of just uh, get pulled up? Would would you say that the internet is 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 one of the major reasons as to why you could get like your information really just kind of got out there all over the place? 
Um, it's been out there since the seventies and back then there wasn't very, very many people that would, uh, share information, how stuff works. So by default, everybody knew about me in network marketing from yeah. a long time ago. Plus I traveled a lot and did a lot of workshops for all my friends, but with the internet, oh, good and bad with the internet, the good news is more people can access the information. The bad news is. Um, I don't know how to say this, but maybe not all information on the internet is created equal. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that there's, uh, I think uh, in, in any, any career path, you could find a lot of good and bad information with the internet or just anything. I mean, whether it be, uh, lizard people or, I mean, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of communities that kind of, that aren't necessarily the most healthy that kind of congregate towards each other. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want anybody to think I'm saying something bad about somebody's information. I mean, I was probably one of the biggest providers of misinformation when I got started that there was. <laughs> and when people in my downline would come and say, hey, tell me how to do this. Well, of course, we didn't know. So we just made stuff up to sound, you know, like we're the upline leader. Yeah. And the stuff we made up because we didn't know the answer was horrible. Yeah. And, and what's the sad part is some of this stuff you still hear today. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, 40 years ago, somebody come to me and said, well, I can't get anybody to come to the meeting. And I would say, well, I don't know what, I don't know the words to tell them to get people to come. So I'll just make something up. So I said, uh, just go out and get a hundred no's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. If three no's hurt, why would you want ninety-seven more? <laughs> every every no you get, you're just that you're one step every, closer to a yes. I did that one. Every no you get just gets you closer to actually another no because you're saying the wrong <laughs> stuff. And I would say things like you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. Oh, wait a minute. How do people change? Yeah. Somebody has to say the right thing to them sometime, or else they're doomed for life. And they. And this was my favorite. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Oh, trust me, you can. I said the wrong thing to about 1,500 people in a row when I first got started. So uh, all these stupid, stupid little sayings like that, now you know the source of it. You know, I was the idiot that was saying that because I had no idea what was going on. And some of them you still hear today. Yeah, I definitely um, – see, I was last uh, – well, I started network marketing – really like because I, I did it i think i did it for like three years non-stop and i i uh l looking back at it i, I could have probably done things if i would have been saying the right words right away i probably would have been in way better shape than would, <laughs> if i would have found big al at the very beginning it probably would have been a lot better for me but uh i think uh you know i i think uh it it it's it's discouraging when you know People or one thing that would that I'm not going to say it always happened for me, but I know it happens. Like upline just will pretend. And for people that are listening and you're not familiar with network marketing, your downline is is everybody that you're recruiting into the business and trying to mentor, and your upline is the opposite. But one thing that was like, you know, I'd ask someone a question. It's like, well, you should know the answer because of the training. And I was like, oh, okay, that. Well, I don't know the answer, so I thought I thought I was paying attention. But apparently, I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, that was something that, that happened to me. Well, you might have had some boring trainers like me. 
<laughs> with you know facts figures and stuff just missing the whole point that happens <laughs> <laughs> i think um but like so what um do you think like now like uh um do you think like a lot of people have a bitter taste in their mouth well i mean obviously a lot of people have a bitter taste in their mouth from network marketing from people teaching the wrong information and like per- kind of perpetuating it would you agree? Uh, yeah, I was that person. Uh, probably a lot of problems people have with network marketing today is from idiots like me in the 70s saying the wrong stuff and uh, making people upset. Yeah, we were uh, we were the pioneers. You know, it was trial and error and unfortunately a lot of error. Yeah. But well, that doesn't mean we can't get better. I mean, you know, the first day driving a car is pretty pathetic. But, you know, after a couple of months – you see people driving a car, putting on eye makeup, uh, swinging at the kids in the back seat, uh, drinking coffee, waving at their friends, texting, you know, putting on the stereo thing, driving with one knee. Uh, it, it's pretty impressive what we can do with just a little bit of skills. So I tell people, don't measure your success by your first day when you don't know anything what's going on. Measure your success after you learn the skills and then see what happens. So if they stay around long enough to learn how to make it work, well, yeah, they'll they'll do really well. Absolutely, I I agree. I, I think um, I think it's it's definitely, man. It I just I think it's it's really weird. Like I think everybody should just try to do network marketing, just even just to learn skills. Like even if you know for some reason you don't want to do it anymore, um. I think it's 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 worth it. Like I think like who I am today um is very much so shaped very much so shaped by my experiences in network marketing, being introduced to personal growth and self-development. Like I never read books before I was in network marketing either. Like it um I think like I owe a lot to the industry and I owe, I owe a lot to people like yourself who put out a bunch of free content and content that I could buy for very affordable um, when I didn't have a lot of money that helped me out a lot, just even in not only, only just network marketing, but in my personal life. Um, so like uh, to kind of shift gears, like what, so when you were, when you were, when you were still working a job and you were in network marketing, like I, I heard Jim Rohn say, you know, he, he tried to double his wages. Like what was like, when did you know it was time to walk away from your job? Oh, I knew it was time uh, day one when I signed up. Unfortunately, <laughs> the uh, income didn't match it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but what happened is a year and 10 months total failure. They pointed out that I was the problem. I was saying the wrong words. So I said, all right, I'll fix the words. 60 days later, I had a full-time income. So I just walked into the boss's office and resigned after 60 days. And it was that quick once... I started changing what I said. Wow. Now, granted, I wasn't making much of my job, so it wasn't that hard to match my, my job income. But 60 days of saying the right stuff, and I went back, talked to all the people I'd ruined previously, because I was a nerd. I wasn't going to meet any new people. I just went back to them and said different words, and in 60 days' time, I was done. What I found interesting, though, is when I quit my job, they were happy. So I guess I wasn't the world's greatest employee. (laughs) 
Like, do you think though? Like, uh, I mean, but that's kind of like a big deal, though. I think for people to break that that paradigm of 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 needing to work a job. Like, do you think? Like, how much of the fact that you were just psychologically ready? Do you think helps you with those sequence of words? Because I think even if you're saying a sequence of words, like if 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 you're not saying them with confidence or you're saying them correctly, you know that's covered underneath your skills. But how how much important is that as well? Like the not not just the words, but the um, the attitude behind the words. Well, we uh, have some beliefs that hold us back. You know, we get beliefs from our parents like. Um, I don't know, uh, maybe you could have got to believe like money's the root of all evil or rich people are bad or money doesn't grow on trees. So we might have some financial things or we might have some uh, social things. Here's here's one I got from my parents was kind of cool. They gave me this belief, don't talk to strangers. Now, that was pretty uh, useful when I was six years old, but uh, now it's probably not that useful. Yeah. So we end up with a bunch of programs in our head that kind of color the way we see things. So if your grandfather had a job, your father had a job, and you had a job all your life, it's really difficult to envision your mind not having a job. They're just You're trying to take away all of your core beliefs from your life, so it's going to take a long time to be maybe more comfortable with that. You can say, I'm excited about it, but deep down you're going to be thinking, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know anybody's really done this, and I don't have very many friends that quit their job. So it's a lot of our environment and bringing up that we have to say, okay, I got these programs coming in. I'm going to have to gradually change them, and that they change gradually over time. Now, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a saying that your income is the average of your four or five closest friends. That's an interesting way of putting it, which means your attitude might be the average of your four or five closest friends. So if your four or five closest friends stand by the coffee machine every day complaining about their job, chances are you are going to be doing that also. And if your four or five closest friends all work out at the gym, chances are you might be doing that also. Those aren't my friends, by the way. And if you think about how we feel about ourselves, it's, this is really core, like you say. You can say the right words, but if inside you don't feel good, you're going to have to change that. And when I talk to people, I heard this sound bite. Sound bite's another little skill where you can say something where people get it. So let me show you the difference. You could say to a brand new person, you're who's maybe surrounded by negative people. Uh, most of them, let's say, uh, maybe not earn very much money, but yet they're willing to give financial advice. It's like me, overweight, giving people dieting advice. There's something just wrong with that. And you say to them, you're, go you're going to be the average of your four or five closest friends. And they hear that, but it doesn't really sink in. But by changing it to a soundbite, you can use different words to get a better result. And here's what you would say. You would say, if you hang around four broke people, I can guarantee you'll be number five. Yeah, absolutely. 
So they think about that phrase every time they're standing by the coffee machine, listen to everybody complain, and they start separating themselves from some negative influences and maybe start associating with a few more positive people like at the network marketing opportunity meeting or training or convention. And by just associating with, let's say, more positive people will tend to be more positive. And by associating with people that exercise more, we'll probably tend to exercise more. It's who we associate with that kind of helps solidify or verify our core beliefs. And you're right, that shows through. Yeah. And so we have a little saying, we say, dogs know who to, dogs know who to bite. They can, your prospects can read fear in your eyes. They can read scarcity. They can read confidence. So what's inside you makes a huge difference. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. So how long, like, um, how important then is it to, to, to really, um, I guess, really build yourself and how, how important is like personal growth and self-development, um, to become successful, like, or to be, to, to hit that threshold. Like I heard, uh, Scott Canfield, one of his tapes a while ago say, uh, you know, he was trying to become a billionaire and he didn't know why. And he asked his one billionaire friend and his billionaire friend said, you know, well, how many billionaires do you hang out with? And I think it was kind of just to kind of piggyback off what you just said, but like how, like hearing stuff like that, like I, I wouldn't have heard that story if I wasn't trying to invest in myself. Like how important is it then for for you, for if a person wants to be successful in anything to, to work on themselves or to read books or to, to, to focus on self-improvement? Well, we all come from uh, different places. When I got started, I had never even heard the word goal, G-O-A-L. <laughs> it's not like, or, or the word rapport. What? You know, I, so I started at a, maybe not a great place in personal development. I tell people at my workshops that there's three things you need to master to be successful in any business. And the three are, number one, you have to have a reasonably good attitude. Not a great attitude, but, you know, reasonable. You just can't go out there saying, oh, nobody want to join this pyramid scheme. How do you feel about it? You know, I, that's not good enough. <laughs> but you don't have to be a superstar. Just not self-sabotaging. And I ask people at the workshops, how many people here have a good attitude? They all raise their hand and said, yeah, you, you joined. You have a good attitude. You don't need any more of that to be successful. They go, oh, okay. I said, now, if you want to improve your attitude more and be a better person, that's great, but you have enough to be successful in our business. The second thing you need, and you need all three, is motivation. Now, you don't have to be some superstar, but if you're going to levitate up to somebody because you have a good attitude, you're still going to have to say something. So you have to be motivated to at least talk to some people. And I ask him, so how many people here are motivated? And they all raise their hand and says, of course you are. You're here at a workshop instead of home watching TV. So you got that one wired. You have enough motivation to be successful. And they go, oh, okay. I said, can you be more motivated? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have enough to be successful. And the third thing you need to be successful in any business is skills, the skills to pull it off. And then I ask him, which one of the three are you missing? And I said, well, skills. And I said, then it's obvious. I'm not saying attitude's not important. I'm not saying motivation's not important. But I'm saying that for the folks here in this room today, you already have those two things taken care of. You don't need any more. 
You just need to learn the skills. And I give them a couple examples. I say, you get on a 747 airliner and the pilot there is welcoming you on board. And the pilot says, I don't know how to fly this thing, but fine, I feel good today. <laughs> uh, I think you want your pilot to have some skills. Yeah. And and they get it. So, and you don't want to get on the plane if the uh, pilot's suicidal and depressed that day, right? Absolutely. You need all three. So attitude, motivation, and skills all are important. But the majority of people I see throughout the world, the only thing they're missing is the skills. They have the other two already. Now, and that, the reason is because I'm not talking to somebody at the coffee machine. I'm talking to people who have joined network marketing and want to do better so they come to a workshop. So these folks already have those two things taken care of. Their in-laws may not. Their in-laws might need all three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true and it's um you can't you can't really teach people motivation. Like I think that's well, I I don't know. Like it, I agree with you. Yeah, like <laughs> it, you have to want it for yourself. Like you can't you can't uh you can't force it on anybody. Like they have to like have something in them their lives or something some motivating factors like whether it be I want to see the world. I I just I don't want to work my job. I don't, no one's my master except for me, or, you know, I, I, I would just rather do this. I mean, it's, it's interesting for me when I, when I, cause I think about like my ventures in uh, network marketing, I, I, I try to reflect on that quite a bit cause I learned so much from it. And as I get older, you know, it's, it's a lot of those lessons start to creep up on, well, they don't creep up on me, but start to come to the surface, if that makes sense. And, yeah. um, and I think, uh, I think, like I was always motivated and I and I always had a good attitude, but I don't think I really took the time to develop the correct skills. Like, and I think too, a lot of times, um, and, and you know, and I think like the the people who who I signed up with really did want to help me and they did help me, but I I don't think they, you know, I don't I don't think it was necessarily that they they were. I think it was more like we want to put money in your pocket as fast as possible. So they tried to have a system that was in place for me to do it, but the the system didn't really come with. I mean, that's it's one thing to have a system there, but if you don't give someone the skills to operate a system, then it's not it's not going to work. And then it goes back to well, you can't, you know, well, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person and all that stuff. Like it's it's interesting to think about um, now while I'm talking to you, Big Al. Well, what's interesting about systems is usually in network marketing and maybe in business, other businesses, there's systems that will get you leads, people to talk to, people to be in front of, people to give presentations to. And that's about where the system stops because from that point on, you have to talk to a live human being. And that's where it all falls apart, talking to that live human being. Yeah. And we don't have these skills from school. Nobody teaches network marketing skills in school. Uh, our parents don't. Our job doesn't. So when we get started, we're highly motivated idiots. <laughs> and we're saying and doing the wrong stuff with a lot of enthusiasm. And, and that's the way it is with most people get started in business, etc. cetera. Uh, the core real skill of network marketing is to consider it this way. Uh, let me use a vitamin example. Let's say uh, that you and I are selling vitamins. We have to ask ourselves, do the people we talk to want to live longer or die quicker? 
So, oh, live longer, live longer. And do they want more money in their life or less money in their life? More money. So you and I offer them a chance to live longer. We offer them a chance to have more money in their life. And at the end of our presentation, they tell us, no, it's a pyramid, not for me. And we say, wait a minute. What went wrong? They wanted to live longer. We give them a chance to live longer. They wanted more money. We give them a chance to have more money. At the end of the presentation, they tell us, no, what's going on? And the answer is, here's what's going on. You and I have taken a pre-sold prospect, somebody who wanted to live longer and have more money, and through our random use of untrained words, we literally talked them out of it. And we talked them out of it so badly with our untrained words that they almost said was, you know, uh, Drew and Miguel, uh, I'd rather die quickly and be broke rather than do business with you guys. <laughs> I said, that's pretty blunt or pretty cruel, but that's exactly what happens when you and I talk to people. So the skill of network marketing and maybe most business is how do we get the ideas inside of our head past our prospect's salesman alarm, too good to be true filter, what's the catch, uh, be careful, they're going to take my money, salesman talk too long, they're going to lie to you, cheat from you. Uh, all these things are going on, so our message goes up to their forehead and bounces off their forehead and tinkles to the floor, and our message never gets inside their brain. And we blame the message. That's, that's not the deal. What we have to blame is our skills of getting our message inside the brain past all that negativity that they're having. Yeah. So what you and I have to do is learn the skills of how to talk to people in a special way so our message slips past all that negativity like a grease ninja at midnight. And now our message is inside of their head. And then once it's inside of their head, hey, they can make a decision if it's going to serve them or not. But in my case, when I got started – None of my messages ever got inside of people's head. They just bounced on the floor over and over again because I didn't have the word skills of have, helping them to become open-minded and, and listening. So that's the skill network marking, just getting people to lower all those defenses so your message can get inside their head, and then they can determine if that message will serve them or not. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um so what are what are some of those words or what what are words like what what would you do does it, does it depend on the person or uh you know what I'm saying like how how did you how do you how do you usually feel that out like if that makes sense at all Well there's certain words we say that get people to make decisions um this uh I say the word pyramid and people are going to have a decision oh that's not so good if I say salesman, that word will give them a certain feeling. If I say Democrats, before I've said anything else, the back of their mind has a program. If you say the word Democrats, I'm going to feel good or bad, depending on my political affiliation. Certain words trigger programs in the mind that gives people instant decisions. And so an example would be if a Republican leader speaks, and if you're a Republican, from the moment they move their lips, you're saying, yeah, 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 you and I see the world the same way, yeah, that's awesome, and the message gets inside your head. Yeah. But if you're a Democrat, listen to that Republican speak, from the moment that Republican moves his lips or her lips, you're thinking, liar, liar, pants on fire. And it's that quick that the human mind determines if I'm going to listen to your message or not. So we can manage that 
to get rid of all that negativity in these programs, our message can be heard. And all I ask for people is get rid of all that garbage so they can hear your message and, and then allow them to make a decision if that message is going to serve them or not. And if you don't learn the skills of how to get that message inside, you're doing them a disservice. And I'll give you a quick example. Uh, uh, Drew, you and I sell a, a magic pill for um, arthritis or something. So we're talking to a 87-year-old grandmother. She can't take her grandbabies to the park anymore. And because you and I studied mathematics, French literature, and some other useless stuff in school, we don't have the word skills to get our message inside her head. She believes health comes from an antibiotic, the doctor, you know, blah, blah, blah. So when we talk to her, that message doesn't get inside. And what we have done is withheld the opportunity for her to make a decision if that can serve her or not. But let's say we had good skills and we got the message that this magic pill would help her arthritis and it got inside her head. Then when we finished talking, she could say, well, I can make a decision if I want to use that pill or not. It'll help with my arthritis, but you know what? Uh, yeah, I think I want to use it so I can take my grandbabies to the zoo. Or she could also say, no, 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 I don't think I want to use that. My children visit me more when I pretend to be sick, so I don't want to use it. And I'm okay with that. I just want to get the message inside their head so they have options. Absolutely. So they can make an educated decision. Right. And we don't learn that skill in school, parents, job. It's pretty pathetic. So in most people in business go out there and it is just brutal from day one because we believe, we know, but they don't. And there's a conflict there. Yeah. Yeah, I think sales skills are are important. What do you so when they like in the and these are definitely sales skills, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, there's sales communication skills and Yeah. And for those who are listening on network marketing or don't know about network marketing, all network marketing is is recommending and promoting stuff you like. Everybody does it. Some do it better, some do it worse, but everybody does it. So I just tell people, you're already doing network marketing. You recommend and promote stuff you like. You recommend this website. You recommend this movie. You recommend this audio or this music. You can either get paid for it or do it for free. And depending on how good you are at getting your message inside of people's head, kind of determine how much you make. So that's all network marketing is, just like any business. Yeah, it's just getting compensated for uh, promoting and recommending the things you like. Yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of relatives that do it for free, which is great. You know, charity is good. But I don't know, maybe I'm a bit more practical. I said, as long as I'm going to be doing it every day, I might as well pick up the check. So I take the check. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, it was good to have you on, Big Al. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. We went. I know it's later than what we had initially talked about. Um, but um, thank you so much for coming on. Um if people want to reach out to you and people want to get a hold of you, um, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, just go to BigAlBooks.com, B-I-G-A-L-B-O-O-K-S, BigAlBooks.com, or uh, BigAlReport.com, B-I-G-A-L-R-E-P-O-R-T.com. And you get our newsletter, and you can just email us or – or call us. But either of those would be good places to start. And if you go to BigLReport.com, lots of um, cool tips every week we just sent out 
for people for the last 40 some years. <laughs> and for a big if you go there and leave your email, uh, you'll always be able to get our next book free because Amazon gives it away free for a while. And we just send you the notice when Amazon gives it away free. So you can get some of the books for free. So that's kind of cool too. So stop by big and at least get a couple of free books from Amazon. They can afford it. I checked their checking account. So that's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and then are you on uh, social networking like Twitter and, and Facebook and all that stuff? Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Tom Big Al Schreider. And so if you look up uh, Tom Big Al Schreider on Facebook, yeah, you'll, you'll see my page. And you'll see that maybe I should um, invest more in exercise and dieting. <laughs> I don't think so, man. You look, you're you're still healthy. You can travel around the world as long as uh, as long as your your health levels are coming back fine. You you're fine. Um, well, I'd love to have you on again sometime in the future, and and maybe we can we can tackle some more skills or or or, or talk about whatever you want to talk about, Big Al. I had a pleasure having you on. Um, you're always funny and you're always a great presenter. So. I appreciate you taking the time today to uh, to share share your wisdom with all of us. Well, I wish everybody uh, good luck and getting your message inside the other people's heads because that's what it's all about. Thanks for inviting me, Drew. I'll be happy to be on again. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. 